0: Roundtable Brought to you by The Simple Investor. Making the world of real estate investment simple. The Free For All Roundtable. Round
1: 2. It's a sweet, sweet Friday.
2: It is a sweet Friday on more in the morning and on the panel today. Kim Geddes is here, our news director. Mike Schreiner is head of the Green Party of Ontario. Andy Stinton is the small businessman. David Nickel, Metroland Media, Toronto City Hall Bureau Chief. Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday. Good morning. Happy Friday.
0: How come Dave has a... How Dave has a longer title than any of the rest of us? That's well, not fair. Do you have what, to work on it? Would you like me to
2: call you something else?
0: No, you've called me a lot of things over <laughs> the say. years. You could try doing something. Let's... <laughs> oh, 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 the voice of Robert Turner.
2: Let's start with a front page story on the Toronto Star. And Mike Schreiner, this is probably in your wheelhouse. An American firm is suing because we canceled a project to build windmills even though we're spending a fortune building windmills now we're spending a fortune not building windmills they actually asked for like a half billion dollars but we're gonna have to pay them about 25
3: million plus lawyers fees what's going on here so as somebody who supports renewable energy i'm just so frustrated with the poor way in which the liberals of rolled out this program. And it's not just with renewable energy. It's, it's with renewable energy, gas plants, nuclear power, whatever. The liberal plan seems to be, let's do this in a way that benefits the liberal party, rather than in a way that benefits the people of Ontario. If they had followed good best practices of how to roll out wind energy around the world by putting community power ahead of corporate power... This program would be successful. So they should didn't they have do built it that these, way? They should have built these windmills. Well, the problem is, is they um, they canceled it. This is just like moving the gas plants. They said you would. They were going to build it. A private company puts money on the table, and then for no reason, good reason, they cancel it. The reason they did it was because they wanted to save a seat in Scarborough. Yeah,
0: here's mm. the here's the problem I have with renewable energy. And I did a lot of work for the generating company. Renewable energy is fine. It's, it's a nice tag phrase, and I, I know your political party's all about that. But, but here's, here's the reality of power. You need a base power load to start with, which is nuclear. Then we need a peak power energy, which is often hydro that we can use in those, you know, drive time and get up in the mornings. Then we need a variable one when it gets hot, something that we can turn on instantly, which would be gas or coal. Now, tell me about wind, because you can't turn wind on. When it's a hot summer day, it's not going around. It's ecologically a disaster. They're great big bird blenders, and there's nobody in the world, including the UK and Denmark, that have proved the efficacy of this stuff.
2: Well, it increases your baseline, basically.
3: And you can't turn it on and off. You can turn wind power on and off. You can't turn nuclear power on and off, which creates a huge surplus problem that we have that we then have to dump this power um, that's being caused more by nuclear than it is by wind. But
0: because, well, what else can you have as a base? You need that base. You can have that... hydro as a base. Oh, but you have... Hydro doesn't run as yes, a base. Yes, it does. It...
3: Absolutely does. It does in Quebec. And Quebec has excess hydro. They'd love to sell at us at a third of the cost of nuclear. And okay. look at
0: the green... Sorry. Because we're, we're,
3: get, we're getting into <laughs> the fine
2: points. And Kim, at the heart of this is, once again, we're paying money for something we didn't get.
4: I was just going to say, I think most Ontarians listening to this uh, this morning are rolling their eyes saying, oh, here we go again. We're on the hook for a contract that wasn't Met and the liberals didn't do their homework on this file, and now we're on the hook for it. And that's the bottom line for most Ontarians.
1: David, any thoughts? It's politics, and that's that has been the problem with the uh, with with the Liberal government and dealing with big infrastructure, whether energy or transportation or what have you. Uh, that uh, decisions involving billions of dollars and and really people's pe- people's lives get uh, get made on the. Um, uh, on the strength of a by-election or an election.
2: Um, I don't know if it's, it's one of those topics is just kind of, an, it's an amazing story. It's not terribly debatable, but Kim Geddes, you know yeah. the news. Um, lawyer Randall Barr talking to a columnist at the Toronto Sun and talking about what it was like to be shot why he's mad about the fact that police were watching as he got shot, and the fact that he has no freaking idea why he got shot.
4: It's an incredible story. You know, something all I can think of is at some point in the courtroom, um, you know, he's defending this client, and the client is found guilty, and he says, I will get back at you. Whether I'm in jail, I've got people on the outside, I will get you. And at some point, you know, someone's come back to take him out. And, you know, at the heart of it, he knows why. Why? He's checking you think his, so? I, I really yeah. do. I mean, he knows who he's defended over the years, and at some point, he may not know who pulled the trigger, but he knows what was going on and why.
1: Yeah, I mean, as a story, this thing is—it's uh, like the beginning of a of, of an Elmore Leonard novel. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's it, it, the kind it, of story it, every reporter it, 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 it wants is, to tell. <laughs> it's it's the kind of story that every reporter wants to tell, and hopefully can find out what what's behind it, because that that, that speculation, that narrative that you just gave yeah. of what's go of what must have gone in the courtroom that'd be a good chapter too. Uh, so could anything. It's, it's, it's right now one of these open mysteries and it, it's, it's interesting because nobody's killed. I
3: think he yeah, should really sell horrifying. the TV rights to his story. That's where he's going to make his big bucks, <laughs> right? I, I love exactly.
0: Kim's voiceover of SVU. <laughs> I thought that was an amazing piece of, of histrionics for yeah. me, Miss well, Geddes. Thanks.
2: Donald Trump is calling his accusers liars. And we had an interesting thing this morning where we actually phoned up a woman who wrote an email to me. And she was talking about how pretty well, in her experience anyway, she was stunned to find every one of her friends in their 60s, 70s, and 80s had some story to tell about a job they left because they were being sexually harassed. Uh, being grabbed, of being uh, kissed, of having door, you know, guys come to the door on door-to-door sales and attack them 50 years ago. They never talked about it. So, Kim, is this part of some new conversation? Or, as one person said, a plot by Soros and the Clintons and the Mexicans to get rid of Trump? <laughs> no.
4: Wow. Um, her name is Barb? Yeah. Barb was absolutely right. You know, one in four women are sexually assaulted in their lifetime. One in four women. The stat uh, tells the tale. This is a conversation that has been going on for years. Uh, I've had the conversation with girlfriends over the years. Uh, She's absolutely right, and she's absolutely right in why so many women don't come forward. I think more are coming forward now, but you have to just look at some of the women who came forward in the Gomeshi trial and what they went through, and that tells a lot about why so many women are fearful And don't think they have the power to come forward because they will not be believed.
2: Yeah, Andy, somebody tweeted yesterday about the the Trump affair. He said, this is exactly why women don't come forward because they're being called liars and sluts.
0: Yeah, I I, I totally respect what you're saying, Kim, and I understand it. But I was in the entertainment business, the rock and roll business for years. And we will call them females for the sake of this discussion. Who accept this or you have this as acceptable behavior because there's a lot of famous people. And Trump is not unique in the entertainment industry, in the rock and roll industry, that what he said is what they think. And that behavior is... You're talking
4: about puck bunnies, right?
0: Yes. Is that
4: what you call them? Yeah. Well...
0: And groupies. Groupies, Groupies,
4: puck bunnies, you know, the women Mm. who are young girls around the arena to get to the hockey players. But
0: I have seen... A fair amount of women in my life that think that from a superstar or somebody famous is acceptable behavior. And sadly, 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 in that realm of famous people, that is not unusual. Although
2: isn't it, at the
1: very least in that contest,
2: consensual? Because it's trading sex for access.
1: Yeah, I mean, consent is the key with this. This is an extraordinarily simple issue. Uh, And it, it, it goes down to no means no Yes means yes until you say no. But you can all. But but you should always be able to uh, to stop something, and nobody should feel entitled to do that sort of thing to people without without permission. Uh, it we 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 try to create all of these all of these nuances of 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 it and, and whatnot. But it. It is simple. If uh, groupies or puck bunnies are interested in having transactional sex with uh, with, with wealthy and powerful people, then why not? But do, do you not
0: think – and this is more of a question than a statement – do you not think that there is those marginal puck bunnies – I've never heard that before. I kind of like that – that are so overpowered by the celebrity that they will they will say yes, regretting it later So in, in the moment.
3: Here's the bottom line on this is we have a person who is admitted, not only admitted, bragged about committing a sexual assault. He should be arrested. This isn't locker room talk. This is somebody who's admitted to committing a sexual assault and he should pay the price for it. What are your thoughts, uh, Billy Bush? Bush, Billy Bush. (laughs) Billy Bishop. He got out of the cockpit,
2: and now he's got a lawyer.
0: (laughs) That's a poor choice of words.
2: Billy Bush is the uh, reporter, of course, who was on the bus with Donald Trump. He giggles along and then sort of pimps out the woman who comes to meet the bus and says she needs to hug Trump. Uh, Billy Bush has hired lawyers because he's in the process of being fired. David, let me ask you this. It's more of a journalism question. His lawyers will claim that he couldn't call Trump for being a brute or a pig at the time because he would have lost his
1: job, so he just had to go along with it. I think it might be true that he couldn't call him a brute and a pig and tell him to shut up. Uh, but he could but 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 he sure didn't have to play along like that. He sure didn't have to enable that behavior. Uh, and that's the thing that is uh, and 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 then he couldn't he should not after that have suggested hugs with uh with, with with the woman that they've been objectifying in the he he should have yeah. known better than to do that with his coworker.
2: And the
4: woman, yeah, it's his coworker. Yeah. At the very least say say whoa, whoa, you're talking about my coworker
2: here.
0: Yeah.
4: Not cool.
0: You say you like to force yourself on women, here's a woman. Yeah. His yeah. his my question or, or comment is we've all been in the situation where you're interviewing somebody. This was a video interview. I do video interviews all the time. Why was the camera running? They were on a bus. Why was the camera and um microphone running at that time and what's the providence of this tape how did it get to where it is right now well okay I mean, that's a long ex- plot to start with? i
2: can't explain what happened here but i can tell you from my days in television certainly you'd put the camera on a desk or a table before you were doing an interview and sometimes it was already running because the cameraman's listening in and checking on the sound and they, what they were doing is they were arriving on a bus and they were about to go out and the part that they were filming was this woman greeting them. So maybe he just got saucy and somebody said, I'm going to save that.
4: You said something interesting, John. I mean, the cameraman's listening in. You've got the producer and the editors back in the studio listening. They're all culpable in this.
2: They are, although even yeah, even at are. that, 11 years ago, was that any a time, Mike Schreiner, where somebody was going to try to undo Donald Trump? When he wasn't running for office.
3: Yeah, I think a lot of this is the privilege of power. Like, this is a very wealthy, powerful man. And he was not only able to intimidate women, he was able to intimidate journalists to protect his privilege.
2: Uh, any thoughts? Uh, Gore Downey, of course, sitting down for an interview with uh, Peter Mansbridge last night. It's... It's remarkable to watch a guy who's in the process of dying talk about dying, talk about art, talk about the fact that he's still working, and yet, you know, Andy, I was also watching that and thinking, if I sat down near to interview Gord Downey, I could be run over by a streetcar before he passes away.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's very, very sad, and I mean, this is not gonna be a popular thing to say, there is also the business of uh, the music industry. He's also out there plugging some records. I, I totally, my empathy and sympathy yeah, well, goes leave out. for. a legacy for him. the kids. And 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 for the band, I mean, he's out there at the end of the day. And I know the artist that we had, we had an operation for when that artist dies, and you've got a whole promotion campaign behind it. I hate to be cold, but that's the way it works.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've, it, it's been it's been interesting interesting watching this and watching uh, watching David Bowie's demise as well in in the course of, of terrible illness. Um, I have over the past couple of years lost a number of a number of friends, too many to uh, to cancer, and watched them decline and. Um, the best thing that they could do is what these these two people are are doing, which is which which is to work and create and um and promote your records. Sure, do your business, do the things that you need to do until you're gone. Um, and that I think that's a tremendous example to people.
2: I yeah. just
4: love the fact that he still has a sense of humor. What yeah. what, what did he say? Um,
1: well, we
2: got the clip, Robert Turner. You got the clip about more music. Uh, that's number eight. I Here
4: just thought, go. you know, cool factor.
2: Yeah. So
0: I've got. Um, I
2: don't know, two or three or four records sitting in the can, <laughs> you know, and the hip are working a record the hip are working on,
1: so we could hear more
2: from the hip. Yeah, to the
0: point where it'd be like, Jesus, is that guy not dead
2: yet? <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you <Right>? go.
2: <laughs> all right, life, death, very and humor cool. all in one clip, folks. Thank you all very much. Have an amazing weekend. Keep it right here for Jerry Agar. I'll be back on Monday. Assignments due at 5:30. Nobody has more respect for women than I do.